Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself, I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. The Chiefs Kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time, in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right, throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back to back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! Ah, the dang it at the end. Who's their analyst? I don't even know who that was, but you know what? He's now my favorite former player. Oh. <laughs> Their hopes crushed oh, by a play called the corn dog with a little ketchup and mustard. So it was called corn dog. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid names everything after food, right? Yes, he does. They've got to have a Nuggies play, right? It's on brand. They yeah. have to oh, have a Nuggies sure. play. There's no way they did. They They'll probably break ran. that out in 2024 when they try to win three straight. Super oh Bowls. my goodness! Be the first ever. Chiefs of the Super Bowl. Tim Ryan. Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! You know what? He could have said a lot worse. <laughs> he could have been really nasty. Could have been fined by the FCC. There's no doubt <laughs> about that. He could have said a lot worse at the end of that one. Uh, and heaven knows, I watched enough of those Twitter reactions of people punching their televisions. That's how cheap TVs have gotten now, by the way. That's a that's a sign of, of how inexpensive televisions are uh, nowadays. When people punch a TV that's on a wall. I saw one where a guy punched the TV on the wall, but he also... Uh, went after a guy who who was a Chiefs fan at his party, and he was just going at. I mean, he almost murdered this guy. How much alcohol had he consumed that day? I don't know, but he punched his own television. He told everybody to get out of his blankety blank house. Like immediately, he punches the TV and then goes, "Get out of my house." And I watched countless of those of people reacting. Um, my goodness, Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl champions again. I'm just all broken up about the fact that Rusty Keys from FM 100 is out of town right now. I'm not. <laughs> a Chiefs fan. Enjoy St. George, Rusty. I know. A Chiefs fan. I'll see you in the fall. Doing the victory lap on uh, on both Lloyd Cole and Jeremiah Jensen. Don't need it. And all of the Broncos fans that we have no. uh, at this dadgum station. Imagine being a 49er fan in the building day and have Rusty come in. Hey! What'd you think of that call at the end? <laughs> Look how you gave him some weird voice. Told you the Chiefs defense is going to be the difference this year. My goodness, it was, though. And you know what that meant? The 49ers and the Chiefs had the most boring first half in NFL history, I feel like. Nobody I mean, remembers. The thing was, is Nobody Tom cares. Brady, his his sixth Super Bowl win was that 10-3 to game, right, against yes. the Rams? That was boring, but... This one was more boring for some reason. Interesting fact before we get into this in more depth. That was the 10th time in Super Bowl history that we had a scoreless first quarter. 
five of the ten scoreless first quarters happened in Super Bowls where the New England Patriots were involved. Wow. To their credit, though, they've been in a lot of Super Bowls now. So just by the numbers, they might be in there. <laughs> and the Super Bowl was a lot better without them. Right. And you know what? That's a testament to Tom Brady. He's actually not that good. Couldn't score in the first quarter ever. <laughs> There's a hot take. Couldn't score in the Whoa, first quarter. What you got? Yeah, you're good at winning, but you never <laughs> could score in the first quarter. You were awful. Come on, Tom. Okay. Let's kick the show off because, my goodness, we've got a lot to get to with this uh, Super Bowl reactions. I don't I, – you'll notice there's a lot of football talk this show because we are having a hard time giving this thing up. And later on in the show, we're going to put football to rest for the season. We'll still talk about it every day. But we're going to put it to bed for this season. And I'm interested, J.J., of what some of the storylines are that you think are going to take over for next year in the NFL. So let's kick the show off. Our program is brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar is perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost and needs to get back on track after a bad Sunday of eating terrible, terrible foods that were amazing. All right, let's kick it off with the cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva! Girlfriend's going to be a bit disappointed in the pitch there. Couldn't Her hit face all the notes. was not good. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, mu- music, musical people everywhere, including his girlfriend, were like, "Hey, listen, when you're tone deaf, just stick to the one Viva Las Vegas. Don't try to do the full verse there." JJ, uh, epic Super Bowl because you freaking nailed the pick. I mean, we'll go over it a little bit later, but I'm not proud of it. You called it, Chiefs. 24-21, it ended up being that exact spread. You were only two points off because you had it 24-21. It was 25-22. So congrats to you. I had the 49ers winning and scoring way too many points. My heavens, it was a really, really good second half and exciting overtime. But that's about it. I mean, it was a sloppy game. When you have a guy tear his Achilles running onto the field, that's a weird – it was just a weird feeling of that game. The Super Bowl felt strange for quite some time. But I'm glad that it turned around in the second half because 10-3 to 3 at the half was not something I was looking forward to. And when it was middle of the third quarter, I thought about you guys because it was 10-6, to 6, and I was like, we are going to get the exact Madden projection that they had had. Ugh. Remember they said it was going to be 10-6, to 6 and, I, and, and, I, and it was the 49ers leading at that moment. But the 49ers coming up short, Kyle Shanahan and his guys – Man, I'm bummed for Fred Warner. He played a heck of a game. But where on earth was any defender on that last play on Mikael Hardman? Is that how little they respected his game? <laughs> Did they not go over corn dog in practice? <laughs> and, of course, Andy Reid was going to put some ketchup and mustard on corn dog. Oh, my god! And that's exactly what he did. Mikael Hardman wide open in the end zone. I think the story here is this. And you tell me what you think. Did the 49ers blow this game or was this just the greatness of the Chiefs showing itself once again I believe it was the Chiefs once again showing just how much better they are than the rest of the NFL how much smarter they are than everybody else in the NFL how much more talent they have 
than everyone else in the NFL. The Chiefs are a dynasty. As much as it pains me to say that, it's a fact. You win three Super Bowls in five years. Only three other franchises in NFL history have done it. One of them is not the 49ers, by the way. Cowboys. The Cowboys are one. Early 90s. Steelers in the 70s. Won three Super Bowls in a five-year period. The Patriots have done it twice, both in the 2000s and the 2010s. Yeah, they're the real dynasty. Come on. Is how great we are witnessing right now. That's the greatness we are witnessing right now is this Kansas City Chiefs franchise. It is a dynasty. Mahomes was so excited to say the line that he had been preparing all week at the end of this thing. Got your Kermit the Frog voice right. <laughs> don't ever cut don't ever say the Chiefs are underdogs again. <laughs> Corn dog, baby. Okay. Why are they playing up this underdog because, role? Because if you're going to be, I, I we've learned this. What did Kobe always do? Created some f- paper fake yeah. uh, tiger to get motivated with. What did Michael Jordan do? He was pissed off at everybody for no reason. He would create. What did Tom Brady do? Nobody respects us. And people are like, actually, everyone respects you. He's like, no, no, nobody. And we're like, no, this is what Kyle Whittingham does. Find a little something. Find a little clipping. If it's the two-point spread... Great. But this is what great people, great teams, this is what great athletes do. They create, albeit even if it's inflated in their mind, but they believe that I, I'm convinced Patrick Mahomes believed they were disrespected. He believed that they were not supposed to be the underdogs and said it at the end. That's how you motiv- that's how great players motivate themselves with this fake stuff. I say fake. The two point I mean, it was a two point line. That's a push, JJ, in my mind. Like, right. That is nothing. Like a two point. That's almost a pickup. Right. And so, fine. But you come up with that, and that's what you do. And that's what makes this, that's what makes these guys great. Inventing a slight that has been against you. Nobody respected us all week. It's like, dude, you're the, you're the, you're the Chiefs. You're Patrick Mahomes. I think people respected you. Like, come on. So, did the 49ers blow it? A lot of talk has been surrounding Fred Warner and the and the coin toss. Not Fred Warner in particular because he goes out there and Shanahan says, if we win the toss, we're getting the ball first. Which is, like, why was that a bad decision? Tell me why from a from an actual, like, moves on the chessboard – standpoint why getting the ball first was a disadvantage because that's all I'm hearing today is that why did they take the ball first in the overtime now we find out also they didn't necessarily know all the all the overtime rules and then by the way neither did most of our audience neither did we I didn't understand all the overtime rules for the postseason as they are made up now and if you say you did and you knew it all you're lying but you tell me, what was that a bad move? I'm trying to figure out how it would have mattered if you pick one way or the other. It was not a bad move. Now, we're used to college football overtimes where you want to be the team that has the ball last because you know what the other team did initially. And so I understand it from that standpoint that, okay, let the other team have the ball first. If you get a stop, you know all you need is a field goal to win it. If they only kick a field goal, all you need, all you know is you need to get a touchdown to win it. Doesn't really apply here, though, 
Um, it doesn't really matter because you both get possessions and you score a seven, you know you're going to get a chance to get the ball back again. So they did simulations on this. And the simulation showed it doesn't really matter. It has no impact on how you win in these overtime scenarios that they've now created with this new rule. So to answer your question, that doesn't really matter. What happened in this game was determined far before then, if you ask me. The 49ers had a golden opportunity in the third quarter to blow this game open. What was the score right after halftime when Patrick Mahomes threw that interception? 10-3. 10-3. And you got the ball in great field position. What did the 49ers do with it? They had momentum. They had field goal position. They got the stop on the Chiefs to open the second half, and they couldn't do anything with it. The difference in this game was the 49ers' offense and their inability to take advantage of the Chiefs' miscues and mistakes that happened repeatedly in that game. Again, we've been watching this Chiefs team all year, and we're like, this offense is not what it used to be. This Chiefs team is vulnerable. Yet here we are sitting here today, and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions again, and nobody in the league could take advantage of it. The Bills in the playoffs, we told, we were told the Chiefs had never been on the road in the playoffs. Right. What do they do? They go out on the road and find a way in Buffalo, one of the toughest places to play in the playoffs. They go to Baltimore, a Ravens team that absolutely wrecked everybody that season, except for one team, the Kansas City Chiefs, who came to Baltimore and made the Ravens look like a team that didn't belong in the playoffs. And then here we go again. The 49ers, who's... Do you have more stars on offense on a team than the 49ers? Christian McCaffrey led the league in rushing. Debo Samuel, one of the most dynamic players. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, great offensive line. Trent Williams. And Brock Purdy, who everyone's game manager this, game manager that. Well, every quarterback's a game manager, but he threw for over 4,000 yards this year. That offense... Didn't do much, did it? Once again, the Kansas City Chiefs proved to us that they are the class of the NFL. And even in a year where they looked vulnerable, nobody could take advantage. The Chiefs are a dynasty. And Patrick Mahomes is on his way to being one of the best. And you can already start making those early arguments because of how early he's doing it. I don't want to say, I don't want to put him in the GOAT conversation yet just because he's got a long way to go still. But why not? Since 2018, he's thrown 260 touchdowns, including in the playoffs. 33,000 yards since 2018. No one's gotten off to a quicker start. Playoff wins, he's 15 wins under his belt as a guy who's been in the league for six seasons. He's 28. He's 28 years old. You could argue, if you're going on the Tom Brady timeline, that he's not even into his prime yet, right? He's been the Super Bowl MVP three times. And all of those things, all those numbers I just read off are the most in NFL history. Now, I can also make an argument for, for this. It was, a, it was a gross first half. Weird injuries. When did Greenlaw? He got it was second like a, quarter, right? Before the third. Before It, it was, was the, the first, first half. Yeah, it might have been in the second quarter. They'd only had like three or four possessions yeah. on defense. And he goes out there, a freak accident. They show it. It was so weird. But you can make an argument, too. Because I, I read something today, it was like, the kickers really shined, except for that, uh, the missed extra point that made a huge right. part of the... But uh, two NFL records were broken. Right, in the same game, which also could be the argument as to why it was a terrible game. <laughs> when the, the records that were broken in the Super Bowl were longest field goal attempt. Right, 
two times it was broken in the game last night. There was a 57-yarder, a 55-yarder, and a 53-yarder made in the game. Yeah. You know what that means also? None, the teams were not getting anywhere close to the end zone, yeah. <laughs> especially in the beginning. So I felt bad because they're putting it all on that kicker for the uh, 49ers who missed the extra point. And I know it was blocked. I think he would have missed it. You watch the trajectory of where that's going. The only reason those arms were up, they were not in the middle, by the way. They were like off to the side. You saw the ball coming off of his foot going to the left. I think he would have missed it still. But we'll never know. I don't think that would have changed the outcome. I really don't. Because I think that the Chiefs would have said, hey, we got to score a touchdown, and they would have been a little bit more prone. They had a couple of extra shots. They were in a great position to do that if they needed to at the end of the game, but they realized that they – could take the field goal and send it to overtime, and they did exactly that. And it worked out in their favor. But uh, it wasn't one play in this game that cost the 49ers the win. It was a sustained inability to execute the offense against that Chiefs defense. And I really do believe that the Chiefs defense was the difference this season, which is new for the Kansas City Chiefs because they relied so much on their offensive firepower and their offensive talent, and of course, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. This year, this franchise showed us just how great they are by figuring out how to do it with defense. And it's still a scary proposition moving forward. When does this stop? Who's next? Who's going to beat the Chiefs? Who's going to take over and become the best franchise in the NFL? Who's going to take the Chiefs down? By the way... Shout out to my mother-in-law, Emily Dewey. She made the Super Bowl the most exciting to watch that didn't have my my Seahawks in it in the history of my life. We played Super Bowl ad bingo, and we played just like game bingo at the same time, and all the grandkids were playing, and she's dishing out $5 bills every time somebody got bingos. Whoa. This is my mother-in-law. She's like, she's amazing like this, right? What is she, a venture capitalist? How does she have all <laughs> she, this cash? She's seeding the, she's seeding the, uh, my kids are like, what do I do she with run this? a tech company? <laughs> it, by, by the second half, it was pretty funny. What she's franchise like, right. does she own? No, by the second half, she goes, all right, you guys won enough. <laughs> it was like, you guys won enough. She cleaned out her 401k over Super Bowl bingo? <laughs> Move along. No, it Bad was move, so fun. I, I couldn't believe how into it I was because I'm helping the kids. It was really fun. It made me watch every commercial, basically. It made me get into it because I'm trying to tell the kids because they had guys on the board like, uh, you know, people that were in you know, celebrities in the commercials and everything. I'm all, who's got who's got Chris Pratt? Who's got Tom Brady? Who, by the way, does Tom Brady need to be in more commercials? Yes. Why? Because it was the best commercial of Super the, Bowl Are Sunday. you talking about the Dunkin' Donuts one? Yes. Right? Matt Damon's like, by the way, the when, I said I'd do, when I said I'd do anything for you, this was anything. We're done with it. Matt Damon played the straight man perfectly. And and when J-Lo goes, hey, Tom, could you stick around? <laughs> Tom, you can stick around. You're right. That one was probably the best one of the entire Super Bowl. Tom, you can stay. $7 million for a 30-second ad. And there were multiple companies who bought one-minute ads. There were multiple companies who That's bought That's just multiple- to buy the ad. How much did they have to pay the celebrities to be in it? Could you imagine what Dunkin' Donuts had to pay oh, Ben Affleck, gosh. Tom Brady, uh, Matt Damon, and Jennifer, Je- Lopez. and Jennifer Lopez. I am like that's crazy. More than the seven million that they had to pay for the spot. You don't think they had to do? Uh, they didn't do it out of the goodness of their hearts because they're like, no, we love Duncan. We're from Boston. Well, ben Affleck's been a <laughs> spokesman for them for a while, but just think about how much they're actually making back on that. Because what are we talking about today? We're oh talking about the Dunkins. They got us. 
They did. They That's got how us. this works. I got killed on it. Uh, yeah, I, I fall for all the ads. I fall for all the ads. All right. So many things for us to get through today. So many things for us to talk about with that Super Bowl that uh, ended up insane. We also have a lot of non-Super Bowl topics today as well, including, uh, JJ, we have an update on some baseball news when it comes to the possibility of a Major League Baseball team maybe coming to Utah at some point. I'm talking about the permanent one, not the temporary Ooh. one that I feel like we have in the bag. Can I say that? Is that going to ruin it? Is that going to ruin it if I say? I think you jinxed it. I feel like it's in the bag. What but it's the A's, so if you jinx it, I think people will be all right. <laughs> it's the A's. Look, hey, They might I, just make the wrong I decision don't, at the I last just, minute. I need to be careful. I, I promise that's the last time I say something negative about the A's because we love the A's. We want you to come to Utah for three years. Please, A's, come to Utah. Hey, we'll be your radio home of the uh, Oakland A's for a minute. ignore right. how bad they botched things with that. <laughs> oh, I did it again. I am so sorry. So sorry. I will correct myself not our in the future. We love the A's. Please come to Utah. I am an idiot. <laughs> Don't blow it. We'll get to the uh, Andy Reid discussion as well, where he is on the list of great coaches in the NFL now that he had his third Super Bowl win after being the guy who couldn't get his team over the top before in his career, now making it look easy every time they get to the Super Bowl. I love Andy Reid, though. There, That's the thing is – I, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not a 49ers fan, but I love Andy Reid. That guy, perfect rep for the BYU brand, right? And for people to go, oh man, that guy. I mean, you got to mention, you got to mention uh, of him playing offensive line at BYU during the game because he took a hit from his own tight end. I lost some respect for Travis Kelsey in that moment when he got in his coach's uh, ear. I also loved the one-liners he was dropping in the game. Said his wife had five kids, which absolutely wrecked his body. <laughs> Just classic Andy Reid. Oh, my goodness. The coach. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll come back. We've got more to get through uh, on an awesome post-Super Bowl Monday. We have a jazz game tonight, too. Utah Jazz back in town. you got an awesome week running up to the All-Star game. You've got Lakers, or no, excuse me, Warriors, Lakers, Jazz, right? Warriors, Lakers, Warriors. Warriors, the Lakers. The Jazz can't Sorry. play themselves they on can't Thursday. Play. You know what? You played yourself, dog. The Jazz dog. will lose, Sorry. by the way. <laughs> Warriors, Lakers, Warriors. Got ahead of myself. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. More to go around the corner. This uh, part of the program brought to you by Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N, wealth.com. We will come back. We will roll out some of, some other audio, by the way. Andy Reid on retirement, what he had to say about that this week. And now, if there could be a consideration otherwise, we'll have an Andy Reid segment uh, a little, uh, a little uh, ode to Andy next right here. 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on the Zone. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. even thought about it but I get asked it I mean I'm still kind of in awe of the the game and and what went on there so um I really haven't thought why or what or anything else but people keep asking me and I I keep saying why did Belichick and Pete retire you know those guys they ask those old guys a question but I'm I'm the old guy now so I guess I'm gonna be asked that I really haven't gone there I haven't really thought about it 
Yeah, so stop asking. So quit asking. Uh, Andy Reid, by the way, 65 years old, JJ. Welcome back to the program. JJ and Alex, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Andy Reid, 65. He's won three Super Bowls. Why do people, it is interesting. I guess the idea would be you ask him because there could be that slight possibility that he goes on the night that they win the Super Bowl. I'm glad you asked. And yes, honey, I'm coming home. I'm going out on top. you right. I mean, there, there's a slight chance of that, but not really. I mean, Andy Reid said during the week at the Super Bowl, like, yeah, this is not the day to ask it. I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. Like, no. And what he was saying was, is don't ask me that at all this week. Don't ask me at all. I don't, I'm not thinking about it. Why would you stop coaching right now? When you basic, you have one of the best quarterbacks, if arguably the best quarterback in NFL history, could end up that way. You're Andy Reid. Why would you walk away from something like that? Before I answer your question and we dig into the greatness of Andy Reid and where he fits now among the greatest coaches of all time, can I speak to the media real quick? Me as a fellow member of the media, can we stop asking coaches when they're going to retire? Guess what? They're not going to tell you. Like, you're like, so is this it for you? You're going to be done? He's going to be like, actually, now that you ask me that, yeah. it's time for me to say, like, what do you think you're getting a scoop here? You're like in a room full of 250 media members, and you ask that question right now while he's celebrating a Super Bowl? We can do better. You know what? It's a Tuesday press conference in the middle of the year. Absolutely. I'm going to retire at the end of the season. Like, no. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> like, stop doing this. It's, a la- it's lazy. It's dumb. You're not going to get... The, you're not going to break news by asking that question. There's not anything interesting you're going to gather from that or glean from that. He's just won a Super Bowl. Like, you think he's actually thinking about walking away? And if he is thinking about walking away, is he going to tell you in that moment? Come on now. Now, as for Andy Reid, Alex, he has taken it to another level. This season, what he was able to do, basically reinventing the Chiefs on the fly. Yeah. The, the, he knew he no longer had a Tyreek Hill. He found that out last year. They figured it out, but they don't have Tyreek Hill on offense. They don't have a burner. They don't, they're not going to throw the ball deep. They had receivers who couldn't catch the ball this year. Right. He realized this is not going to work for us. We have to be different offensively. We've got to ask Patrick Mahomes to be a quote-unquote game manager. Game manager. <laughs> okay? Yeah, right. And he, and he managed the hell out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> all throughout the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, all right? And the, Andy knew what his strength was. He knew he had a defense that was great. We didn't know that Kansas City had a defense this good until they actually proved it on the field. Andy Reid won a different way this year than he has the previous two Super Bowl wins and proved to everybody in a season where everyone thought the Chiefs were vulnerable and everybody was asking questions about what's wrong with the Chiefs. What's wrong with the Chiefs? Nothing's wrong with the Chiefs. Same old Chiefs, same old result, another Super Bowl championship. Andy Reid did his greatest coaching job ever in 2023, 2024, and the Chiefs now are a dynasty. And Andy Reid is now in the conversation Honestly and seriously, as one of the greatest coaches of all time, probably top five at the very least. And I have the stats to back it up. Nobody is, uh, I don't think anybody's questioning at this point. You know, think about the coaches who've won three Super Bowls or more, right? Chuck Knoll, uh, Bill Belichick, 
Uh, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> won three. No, he won two. Oh, that's right. Switzer won the third one. Yes, he did. Oh, my goodness. So you want to talk about the, the coaches that have won three or more Super Bowls. Bill Belichick. Chuck Knoll. Which, by the way. Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. Joe Gibbs. And Andy Reid. That's it. Think about it, too. Not even Tom Landry. Tom Landry won two. Jimmy Johnson, by the way, that's how bad the situation was. They had an easily another Super Bowl caliber team, and he was like, I can't do this anymore with Jerry Jones. (laughs) And then Barry Switzer comes in and goes, what you need me to do? What do you got? All right. uh, Oh, we won the Super Bowl? Cool, man. Like, Barry Switzer walked in and won the Super Bowl that year. Steve Young is very grateful and will be forever grateful that Jimmy Johnson decided to step away. Yeah, interesting. Well, Andy Reid, I think that in terms of coaches, it's pretty hard to find a – think about that group we just rolled out to, Chuck Noll, Bill Walsh. The greats. Uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, Joe, Joe Gibbs. Gibbs. Andy Reid is by far the 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 funnest one to be around. <laughs> like – all those guys that just lifted, listed off. Joe Gibbs had guys, a pretty good personality. Bill Walsh was somewhat interesting and engaging. Oh, everybody says he's mean, though, man. Oh, yeah. Belichick, awful. Chuck Knoll was like... Milk toast. Did not did not do... They were like, we didn't. they didn't do interviews with the media that back in the day. Not yeah. nearly at this rate. So now you have the Chiefs. Did they have to win? They had to win four games to win the Super Bowl this year, right? And they had to go on the road for the, the two of them. For two of those. And it's crazy to me to think that they are a team that really could come back and do it again. They really could. The The 49ers are not, though. That window might be closing. I don't know what it looks like for them. How are they going to be able to – I mean, you tell me, J.J. Their, their cap space situation is not great. They had a very specific window – this was supposed to be their year, right? This was going to be their year. And instead, now they get sent packing a three-point loss. Poor Kyle Shanahan has just been part of bad losses after bad losses in the Super Bowls. Because on the, because on the flip side, he's now uh, 0 for 2 as a head coach. And then, of course, was the offensive coordinator during one of the worst meltdowns in the history of the Super Bowl. Yes. So... The, these, Three blown leads of 10 or more points. Three. And they saddle that with him. All of those. <laughs> they saddle it all with him. Because they go, why didn't you just uh, why didn't you just hand the ball off on that third down, bro? <laughs> That's how this works in the NFL. This, this is the, you want to uh, be on the biggest stage? You're going to be judged. How long ago was it that we were all saying Andy Reid couldn't win the big game? Andy Reid couldn't manage the end of a game. Remember how much flack he took with the Eagles? How many times he blew it at the end of games with not taking timeouts or clock management or this or that. Like, people used to absolutely shred Andy Reid. He had to overcome that. He had to press forward and continue to go on. He got fired by the Eagles. Yeah. Think about that. The The Eagles fired Andy Reid. It's crazy. You look at Andy Reid's accomplishments, his resume, it's right up there with all the greats. 11 conference title games, five Super Bowl appearances, uh, that's tied for third with uh, Tom Landry. He's won three, as I mentioned earlier. Mm. He was also an assistant coach for the Packers when they won the Super Bowl. 258 wins all-time, fourth all-time. It's just his resume is among the greats, and perhaps that's some inspiration to someone who's a relatively young coach like Kyle Shanahan who's taken his lumps and has got to that point where he is on the brink of greatness, but it just slips away. 
keep going. Keep fighting. He's got a lot of coaching ahead of him. And this 49ers team, though, you bring up an interesting point is how do they reinvent themselves? How do they deal with what's coming where a lot of guys need to get paid, including Brock Purdy? It's not going to happen this year, but the next year after that. Is the window for the 49ers closing faster than the window for the Chiefs? Because, again, we're talking about if you want to win a Super Bowl right now, you've got to figure out how to beat the Chiefs. And that has been really tough to do over the last five years. It's been done. The Bengals and Tom Brady's Bucks pulled it off. Other than that, no one else seems to understand how to do it, especially in the postseason. The Eagles came close last year. You know, it's, it's – uh, so, by the way, Clint Kubiak, who's the basically the passing game coordinator for Kyle Shanahan, yeah. it looks like he's probably going to get hired as the OC – the, the big OC, the big offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. So you've got somebody already subtracted from a group that looked like they were doing pretty darn well. I don't know. Like, does Brock Purdy I, – I, I liked how cool he was. I mean, yeah, Juwan Jennings had a better quarterback rating than he did, but, you know <laughs> – <laughs> By the way, second pass all time in a Super Bowl, touchdown pass all time in a Super Bowl by a wide receiver. Yes. Antoine Randall L., the first one. And he caught the other one, right? John Jennings caught the other one, didn't he? He did. So He threw a touchdown pass and yeah. caught a touchdown Not pass bad. in a Super Bowl. Not bad. And if they won the game, he might have been considered for no, he, Super Bowl MVP. Wouldn't he have been? I can't imagine he wouldn't be. Because not only that, like he showed up, he was way under the radar. He had great numbers. But you had to you had to get guys involved that were under the radar when you have exceptional defenses like that. That's why I mean Cole Hartman was Corn wide dog. freaking open. Corn dog <laughs> with ketchup and mustard. <laughs> Which again, the greatness of Andy Reid. There's no way that that's actually How the many play call name, right? NFL head coaches would name their plays after his favorite items of food. Yeah. Corn dog with some mustard and ketchup wow. to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, if you put ketchup on a hot dog or a corn dog, you're basically a 10-year-old. That was insulting. <laughs> now I'm now I'm having to After the age of 18, do some soul searching. Not allowed my, to put uh, <laughs> my maturity has been questioned because hot I dogs. enjoy mustard and ketchup on a corn dog. But you're right, cor- a corn dog is kid food. It is. No, the corn dog, you got to have the ketchup yeah, on because it is kid food. Every adult enjoys a good corn dog. I know. Right? Have you had gourmet corn like corn dogs? Oh, like listen, they, food truck yes. like corn dogs. Well, there's that one that rolls around. It's the world's greatest corn dog, yes. or whatever it is. They dip it in honey if you want. Uh huh. Stop it. Now, now we're talking. Yeah. Look, I don't mind the plain old ketchup and mustard since we're on in, in tribute to the corn dog play. We can talk about corn dogs, right? <laughs> we're free to talk about corn dogs. This is. This is a this is a corn dog. Jeremy, don't give us that look. We can have a we can do a full corn dog segment. Like, I, feel. I like I like fry sauce on a corn dog. All right, but the honey thing, yeah. There's a lot of things you can do to spice up and class up. Yeah, your well, corn I'm dog. the kind of guy. Put some uh, gray poupon. Gray poupon. <laughs> it's not poupon. One of the greatest. Come on, advertising In of history. all time. For a company who makes really bad gourmet mustard to convince you? people that rich people like it. It's made with white wine, Jeremiah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great poupon, poupon is for me to poupon. <laughs> Get it's out gross. of here with that. All right. We it will... looks like baby, you know what. I'll oh, it stop back. it. Barf. I got you. Great poupon is garbage. Get out of here. 
Wow. Okay, we're going to take a break. Andy Reid, already one of the greats, and uh, if he keeps this streak going, if he keeps this up, I mean, why not? He and he and Patrick Mahomes are tied together forever, at least for now. No question. Stay, why would you untie yourself? And Travis that? Kelsey. Come on. All right, we've got our weekend warriors coming up in just a minute. Before that, we want to get you and your nominations for our Youth Sports Volunteer of the Week, our Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com slash contest. Listen, every Thursday afternoon, we're going to read a winner for you, and we will highlight the nomination letter, and we'll also uh, throw that person 50 bucks, courtesy of the Hercules Credit Union and Hercules Hero of the Week. KSL.com or kslsports.com slash sports. That's kslsports.com slash contest. I'm getting it all messed up. JJ, let me start it over. kslsports.com slash contest. Okay? Go to the page, nominate your youth sports volunteer of the week. Uh, who's in that category? Who's in the youth sports volunteer category that, that you could nominate? Because oh. I, I think people think, oh, no, it's only like, uh, you know, my kid's high school football coach. No, no like there's so there, there could be a, a youth coach that coached your five-year-old junior jazz team that yeah. just did an amazing job and, and, and your kid fell in love with basketball because of the way that he helped your your son or daughter uh, learn the game and appreciate the game. It could be a referee that uh, you think deserves it. Um, they probably all deserve it. <laughs> it could be somebody who runs a local. Like there's all kinds of local sports organizations for kids that you could nominate. This does. We're not looking at like uh, high about, school coaches, right? How about anybody? A mom, how about a mom who a drives mom, the team entire mom. team around? Here's yeah. an opportunity for you to. Do something great for a team mom who dedicated so much time and energy and money yeah, to your kid's season, and you want to pay her back with gratitude. This is perfect for that. So go ahead and reach out. Uh, go to kslsports.com, find the entry, and get that person submitted so we can recognize them on the air, get that gift card that they so deserve. Oh, yeah. Because that's the whole point of this. It's not to honor. And send in your high school coaches, too. Anybody is what we're saying here. Absolutely. Anybody involved in youth sports in our community that you think is doing an unbelievable job and deserves recognition, let us do that. KSLsports.com slash contests. That's where you enter that nomination, and we'll get to them. We love it. All right, we'll come back. We've got our weekend warriors. Take a wild guess what the theme is going to be. But we've got some awesome audio you don't want to miss, including later on in the program, we have the Korean radio call of the Super Bowl and how it ended. We don't do a good enough job on calling touchdowns in this uh, in this no, country. We need to follow the example My of heavens. Koreans. We have to. All right, we'll come back. More to go around the corner. 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Accessing. When TV and radio collide. Love it. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. We were just talking about how uh, Brittany, Brittany Mahomes, Brittany Spears, Brittany Mahomes, uh, nowhere to be seen next to Taylor Swift this weekend. Do you think Tay-Tay was like, hey, look, it's been a fun run. Look, a Week 10 regular season game in Kansas City? Sure, come on in the booth. <laughs> Two point how much million 2. dollars? 2.5. 2.5 million dollar suite? 
You got Super Bowl re- Sunday. You get replaced by Ice Spice. 150 million people watching. We're going to bring in Ice Spice, who Taylor probably didn't meet until Sunday. And Blake Lively, who's A-list, only A-listers at Super Bowl. Dude, Blake Lively. That's not a world I understand. No. Nor do I no, care no, no. to. No. What was the show she was even on? It was Gossip Girl, right? Is that what it was? I couldn't tell you. Or something like that. She's married to Ryan Reynolds, who's one of my favorites. Right. Big Ryan Reynolds fan. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Not to disrespect her work. I'm sure she's great, but I'm just not familiar with her work. Probably because I'm 46. Hey, Jeremy. Let's uh, that's my let's fault, dedicate a full segment to what Blake Lively's done in her career next hour, okay? It was Gossip Girl's one thing. It was Gossip Girl? Okay. You got that right. I would have I got am that so right. sorry that I knew that. <laughs> I apologize to the audience. Like, Alex is the kind of guy that knows that uh, Blake Lively was in Gossip Girl. You know why? Because I'm married to a woman, and she loved uh, Gossip Girl. I'm married to a woman, and I didn't know that. Is that <laughs> a prerequisite? Like, there's, Blake, there's Blake Lively. There's Blake Lively. She's, like, oh, she's the Gossip Girl star. All right. Got it. I will remember that now. Hey, by the way, on Wednesday, you have a win ticket Wednesday. And we do it every week across every show. The tickets you can win this week are Bill Burr. All right? Bill Burr tickets at the Delta Center, which is coming up, I think, in about uh, two weeks from right now, basically. Two weeks from uh, this Wednesday. So there you go. Get He's, it going. Uh, he was speaking of greatness. Yeah, Bill Burr's phenomenal. If you're talking about the Hall of Fame or a Mount Rushmore of comedy, It's not right going now. to be the clean comedy that you get with Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> well, no. I can't endorse everything that comes out of his <laughs> no. mouth. But no, no, no. I don't think there's a bigger comedic genius right now. All right. Well, we could have that debate. We don't have time for that right now, but there's some a lot of there's a lot of good comedians in our time. Weekend Warriors, people who won the weekend here for us. Of course, it starts off with the Super Bowl MVP. Trying to take the lead. Mahomes goes for it right away. Wide open. Touchdown. Valdez Scantling. Uh I'm trying to think. By the way, Scanling, didn't he look like he was totally unsure when he caught that ball? Did you see? <laughs> he was like, I will not, this will not be one of my drops. It was like, it was like double. He could not have been more open. He was like either. double clutching. Yes, that's why. If, it, if they're covered, they have a hard time catching it, I feel like. Or they have an easier time catching it. Uh, third Super Bowl MVP award for Mahomes. Uh, he's now in a very, very select group. Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Now you start talking about the GOAT. And, and look, he's not there yet, but he's 28. And when you're in, when your company is Joe Montana and Tom Brady, and that's it, right? <laughs> the goat, the goat comes out. You're on a special list. And Mahomes, I think if Mahomes retired today, he's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. Honorable mention for Juwan Jennings, obviously, the guy. I mean, they didn't win. Obviously, the 49ers didn't win. But the that play. That play call, by the way, because you saw as soon as they throw that far behind the line of scrimmage, J.J., you go, okay, they're dialing up a trick play here. And my immediate thing is to put my eyeballs on that streaking wide receiver, which is also what a lot of the Chiefs defense did. Yeah. To have him throw back all the way across the field to Christian McCaffrey to get a nice block from your offensive lineman that just chipped a corner enough to be able to keep him out of the play. And if he doesn't chip that corner, that is a pick six. I mean, I'm telling one of the worst Super Bowl plays we've ever seen. <laughs> it's that close. The margin for error is thin. It was very in thin. In the Super Bowl. Instead, it looked like Kyle, Kyle Shanahan was a genius again. 
Just for Second that and 10, Niners up 3 nothing. Purdy going to throw a double pass. Back to Juwan Jennings. A throwback across the field to McCaffrey. He's got it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! CMC enter the Dragon, baby! Six points on a trick play. Wow. That's a call. Well... To be put up against the one. You have the radio call they had at the end, the 49ers uh, radio oh, call. Let's hear the Hardman lost. catch from the Here's uh, the Hardman 49ers. call from the uh, 49ers radio team right here. Well, we'll pull it up here. I know we had it. I know we had it because it was – okay, here it is. Here's the here's the 49ers call. Tell me if he's calling it straight down the middle here, J.J. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! Dang it! <laughs> Corndog. Uh, I'll tell you what. I love how he goes, Michael Hardman. <laughs> like, it's all, because this is the last person you thought was going to catch the touchdown in the game to win it. As we watched the muff punt, that was also part of the problem. That was a great homer call at the end of a game. Yes, I love it. Ripped out. I love it. Uh, There was a moment. I remember Greg Rebell one time had one of those where it was just like a, it was it was like a heartbreaking touchdown. It was just like touchdown, touchdown, University of Utah. Oh, of course it was a rivalry game. (laughs) But you know, I mean, normally you can get a uh, gets excited about both sides. By the way. The pro guys, they don't care. They they say all the weird stuff. They, they get they are all homers. The college guys, they're required to be pros, and then the the nah. and then the and then the pro play by play guys are like absolutely selling out uh, for their team, and they love it. And so why not why not have the that broadcasters be the thing? that are whose checks are signed by the teams they call, basically their employees. Come on, man, that's how it's going to be. I know. I, I I don't I don't blame them, but I personally love the. Uh, but you're only going to get that on a national broadcast or a, in an impartial broadcast. Otherwise, enjoy the homer calls. They're fun sometimes, yeah. especially in that scenario. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back when we come back around the corner. You and I had predictions. Oh, for the Super Bowl this year. I don't want to be held accountable. I for am this. an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. JJ's the one who freaking nailed the final score, the winner and the score. Jeez. All right, we'll come back. We will uh, remind ourselves of what we picked because I don't even remember. And then we'll also remind you uh, about how smart JJ is about all this stuff. So we'll come back, and uh, we've just got tons more to go right here, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting. Ladies and gentlemen. You're locked into JJ and Alex with the insight and analysis on the teams you can't live without. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. First and go at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver emotion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Oh, 
Hardman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. The entire bench empties. Chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25-22 in overtime. Welcome back. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. I, look, I love Jim Nance. I, I think he does a great job. I think Jim Nance is a he calls a great game. I think him, Tony, him and Tony Romo are a pretty good team. I like him. Yeah. Kevin Harlan is a magician. Different energy. He sees everything. Yep. And I don't know. He calls a heck of a game. Yes, he a- does. Any sport that he does. So I love a Kevin Harlan call of the Chiefs winning. By the way, I want to ask every player. Don't just ask the 49ers if they were familiar with the overtime rules. Because the 49ers said, yeah, we didn't really know what all the overtime rules were. Half of the Chiefs reacted like they thought the game was going to still be going. They really did. Do you saw them? They were even Kelsey. Kelsey, by the way, wears every emotion on his sleeve times 10. And he was like, okay, touchdown. Awesome. Like moving on. And then when everybody starts to realize, Hardman even did like a little caught the thing and it's like, all right, back to business. Let's get, let's get, let's get back to the extra, let's get the extra point, guys. <laughs> it's like, nah, the game is over, dude. I think we're all were confused. Uh, next hour, JJ's going to roll through uh, a reminder of what all the playoff <laughs> rules are because he got them memorized after last night's game. Right? I'm still not sure, to be honest. <laughs> not afraid to admit that. Uh, let's kick off the program here. We've got tons to jump into, including our own terrible predictions. Oh, uh, Jeremy, will you help me out here? I The stupid footer on the thing. We just – we. I'll take care of it for Stand you. Stand by. We'll figure it out. Let's get to the cut and let's get to the our predictions of what we had before the weekend to see how we did. I'll tell you right now, JJ's the winner on the score and the winner, but uh, we'll see how we did on some of the other side bets. Not that we can make bets. They were just between ourselves. All right, so let's kick it off right here as we do every hour with the cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I blacked out for a second and, and I seen you Pat run to me. I'm like, okay, it's time to celebrate now. So, yeah, I definitely blacked out for sure. Catch a touchdown and then black out immediately. It's uh, obviously the Super Bowl was in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of blacking out last night. One of the moments by Michael Hardman, who caught the touchdown. Again, unlikely hero, but an amazing game. Our program, as usual, by the way, brought to you by. Look at Pat, Patrick Mahomes on TV. He can't. He, he's squinting. He is not. He's not totally with us. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He is pulling a Stetson Bennett right here. I appreciate his effort to get ready and get uh, up for this. Uh, you know what he needs? TV interview. You know what he oh, needs? he's already at. Anaheim. He's already at Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, good for you. You know what he needs? G two G bar. All natural ingredients, no preservatives. It'll get you through a television interview not looking like you're hungover. It is G2G bars. Uh, In the refrigerated section, Costco, Holiday Oil, Maverick, Associated Foods, as many other places. So there you go. Yeah, man, you got to do – Disney still does the thing where you have to, like, I'm going to Disneyland. going to Disneyland. The MVP. They're in a parade and everything. Does Disney own the rights to Jim Henson's 
Kermit the Frog here. You know what? I, <laughs> I think, think they, they do, do actually. <laughs> they it's on Disney else. Plus, right? Yes, they there own you go. Else. There's the answer to your question. Right. So let's look at our let's look at what our predictions were going into the weekend, and we'll kind of compare those to where we actually ended up. So we put who throws for more touchdowns, Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes? Did I say Pat Mahomes? I think I, I think we both put we both put Mahomes getting three touchdowns or throwing three touchdowns. He only threw two, right? Only threw two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. Just nobody, the two. Nobody got the three. By the way, uh, Purdy had one stolen by Juwan Jennings. I think the yes, I think the weirdest stat was the one where they said, uh, "Oh, it's the first touchdown pass in overtime history in the NFL." I'm going. There's only been two overtimes, and the, other, <laughs> the last one was just a wasn't it just a field goal and it was over? No, it was a running touchdown. It was Remember a running the, touchdown. The Patriots running oh, that's back right. scored. That's right to end the game. Again, Still they though. didn't have these overtime rules. Right, immediately first score wins. go down and score, and then that was it. So, how many touchdowns does uh, Christian McCaffrey score? I said two. He had two, right? He had one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No rushing touchdowns for the 49ers. Yeah. How many touchdowns? Well, that was the thing is everything inside the outside of the red zone, they were moving, man. They were they going. They could not get it done in the red zone. They really couldn't. Good thing their, well, their kicker had moments, but <laughs> he was good. He just, yeah. when, you, when you rely on your kicker that much... He's not going to get it all right. Uh, how many Just, touchdowns? How many touchdowns does Travis Kelsey have? Zero. Yeah, we put. We said two. Oh, stop it! Come on. Actually, I do like. He did this have nine effect. catches for ninety-three yards. That's a that was a very quiet nine for ninety-three. Well, he must have had them all in the second half, right? Did he have even a catch in the first half? Maybe he did he have one, one or two by halftime. But that's why he was frustrated. One, for one yard. That's why he was frustrated. One for one yard. That's why he was frustrated and. Did he punch Andy Reid? Is that what I saw? <laughs> he, it gets worse every shipped, time. He shipped Andy Reid <laughs> in suplex, the second quarter. Did he suplex Andy Reid? Is that he what I'm hearing? He gave him the people's elbow. I actually did. You see did. It? What a terrible person. Travis <laughs> Kelsey's a jerk. <laughs> I know. Now, I will say. He murdered a, Andy Reid on national television. And nobody's weird, talking about it. It was a weird moment. It, it was, was awkward. It was super weird. You, yeah, and, and Boomer Siason said at halftime, hey, he didn't like it. You don't, you don't yell at your, you don't talk to your coach no, like that. No, you don't. Bump but Andy Reid. Andy Reid didn't say anything. He didn't make anything of it, and said, you know, he, he loves Ke- Travis Kelsey. He gets I Travis know. Kelsey, all that stuff. They did the they did the damage control pretty well after that. If they lose that game, is that what everyone's talking about? Uh, who wins Super Bowl MVP? You said Patrick Mahomes. You were dead right. I mean, come on, that's like that's low hanging fruit, right? <laughs> I'm not going to be like I told you. You'd never guess what I predicted in yeah. the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. That's right. I. JJ had JJ. Here's the actual scores. Oh, JJ, by the way, had uh, uh, Brock Purdy with three touchdowns. Did he do? How was that? Uh, how oh, did he do on that? Give me one? the trombone. That's a tuba, and then that's a. Trombone. It's a tuba. Well, the first part. Oh, it's just always called sad trombone. You totally. Well, this you part mean is, to tell me that it's a that tuba and a trombone? Oh yeah. So no. sad trombone isn't actually a trombone? The the second part is. Take a listen. No, no. It's a tuba? I'm pretty sure. Music majors can uh reach out to the show. They usually do. Uh so hit us with that. I'm I'm a, I I don't think I can I don't think I can continue. 
All right. I, I've been I, for years. I believed it was a sad trombone. It's actually a sad tuba and trombone. Yeah, it's too low. It's too low to be a trombone. I think. Wow. All right. Wow. Uh, this is the worst conversation we've ever had. I feel like I've been lied to. <laughs> Uh, so JJ had the score at twenty four twenty one. The Chiefs win. He was way off. It was uh, twenty five to twenty two. The Chiefs won. Where's the idiot drop? <laughs> I don't. I just. <laughs> We're not going to drop the idiot on I that am one. An idiot. Yeah, there hey, we go. You're off by a couple points there. <laughs> I know. So you technically didn't win that one. Now All I right. said I said forty niners win twenty eight twenty four because I assumed that. Uh, yeah. I thought Fred Warner was going to say we want to be on defense first. I was thrown off by that. I'm just kidding. I, had, I people making that argument today. I, I think wanted it's dumb. Fred Warner to say, "We're taking the ball. We're going to score. We're going to score right in front of Patrick Mahomes." See, that's a that's you sliding me as a Seahawks fan. All right. Now that, I see that what you're doing. Actu- absolutely, what I just did. <laughs> now our prop bets went a little bit. Well, some of our ones that were on the side here. The over under on the on the Reba McIntyre. National anthem. We both took the under. You stink, and I don't like you. And it went over. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. I she's, thought she stretched that thing out, man. She was at a good pace. She's, you know, she's an energetic singer. It was, the lights it was, got the lights got. She to didn't her. drag it out at all. And then all of a sudden, at the end, like, oh my gosh, I'm timing it, and I'm going, I'm toast. I'm toast on this. Now, the only one that actually some real skittles were put on. Was the was the Reba McIntyre boot color of all the things that we have <laughs> chosen for the weekend? Now, the leader at strategery. plus strategery, yeah. The the leader in the clubhouse before the weekend was black. That's the sensible choice. Yeah, it was plus two fifty or plus one fifty. It wasn't much. Uh, you took white. I took red because she wears red boots all the time, and both teams are red. She came out with dang black boots. You stink, and I don't like you. So uh, there you go. We missed on that one. Debo Samuel, the parlay that we had for him was uh, uh, four and a half catches for 80 yards and 17 rushing yards. Under on all of it. Yep. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. He, he he had the hamstring stuff going on too in the game, which kind of limited I was him. Su- I was surprised he even came. One back. of the reasons why I think the 49ers did not have the offensive game that we thought they would is because they didn't have the explosiveness. Yeah. Of Debo Samuel, he wasn't 100. percent And all those plays that he would have made if he was healthy didn't happen. By the way, a lot of people lost money on the Gatorade color. Did you see that? Yes, it was purple. They had red, and it was purple. Who would have thought the Chiefs would have had purple Gatorade? Maybe Patrick Mahomes just likes grape flavor. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> That's mean. You shouldn't do that. JJ, he's he's won that. three MVPs at the Super Bowl. I don't think he cares if you make fun of his voice. <laughs> and he's at Disneyland with his make eyes. Make fun of his half. voice. Make fun of his dad bod. Patrick Mahomes don't care. I know. He's going to Disney World. Hey, look. Or Disneyland, I should say. He's at Disneyland, and he's at Disneyland with his eyes half-masked. That was crazy. It looked like the cartoons when they put toothpicks in yes. the eyeballs and try to force to try them to keep them open. Yeah, I can only imagine how tired Patrick Mahomes is well, right now. Well, they said Mahomes. Remember, Mahomes goes, "Look, if we win, this is a business trip. Yeah, if we win this thing, guys, we'll come back. I'll bring you guys back. I'm going to bring the whole team back if we win." And instead, they go, "Actually, no. We're going to take care of all the partying right now. All the pictures from them on the strip last night. 
Yeah, he didn't. I don't know when he got on a plane. He has not slept. I think you know what I think happened is Brittany drove through the night. Brittany drove them to Disneyland. They drove the to Disneyland. It's an easy stretch right there. Uh huh. Yeah, they drove. They drove through Baker. <laughs> they were in Prim. At seven, <laughs> they were stuck at seven a.m. They were stuck in traffic in Prim, like everybody else. Oh, they, shoot! They, they stopped and had their picture taken by the giant <laughs> thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> Their car overheated going up that hill. You can tell we've all done the <laughs> Disneyland drive, haven't we? We all know uh, where Baker and Barstow are. I love when you drive by people and they're definitely overheated. There's always somebody overheated yeah. on that hill. Cars have gotten better now. It's Death Valley, man. It's a tough you, stretch. But you drive through there and then you're all, oh, man, I wish we could help. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hope you make it. Did you add more water to the radiator? <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Gone. I can see you yelling out mechanic tips. <laughs> Check your plugs. Hey, your water hose is off. <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey, six and a half catches for 72 yards. Over. Got the over on that one, yeah. Mahomes, over 262 yards passing. Also a uh, big W right there. That's a quiet 34 of 46 for 333. Quiet. Mm. He was actually their leading rusher, nine carries, 66 yards. And his rushing, I felt, had more impact than the passes he threw. Well, almost all those yards came in either the fourth quarter or overtime. Just big play after big play on the ground for Patrick Mahomes, setting up some scores. That last big run was what did it. I mean, that, 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 that got him in range, yeah. That, 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 put him, that put him at like the 12-yard line. And it was just like, these guys have no... These guys there were have some no gut shot. check moments in that overtime. They had to convert a fourth down. Yeah, which I thought was weird. I couldn't believe. Was it then or great when play it? call, by the way? Yes. They no, used they had, Kelsey as a uh, as a decoy, yes. but they had a couple options. They could have used him. Yeah, they had a couple options there. It was great. They they would have run that same play and gotten a touchdown. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it was a similar play, but anyway. Uh, Jason Kelsey, number of shirts on after halftime. Uh, we took the we took the uh, we took the over. Or no, sorry, we took the we took the under, right? We said he was going to have the shirt off, and he I had him over. I said he was going to have it more than more than once. Oh, it was going to be off more than once. Well, yeah, even one would win you this. Yeah, the shirt never came off. I I'm I'm stunned. Yeah, no, he tried to keep it together. He tried to make sure he was a uh, well because he was in the uh, very expensive uh, Taylor Swift right. suite where they were, they had a dress code. You think? Yeah, right. They well, were... Spice was in there, so I'm not sure they had no. a dress code. <laughs> Although no, she was she... covered head to toe. She was. in Was it satanic gear? What was she wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand any of this. I Me mean, neither. I don't either. I was like asking my kid all about it. I was like, Ugh, what's going on with Ice Spice? Satanic gear? They were like, he's like, oh, yeah, she's wearing Is that the... still a thing? Oh, yeah. Ultimate God. Because when I was right a there. kid, I was told that all uh, all hard rock musicians were Satanists. Oh yeah, you played the Ouija board. Grandma if basically you listen would to disown ACDC, you. Is, you could play it backwards. Remember the whole <laughs> play the ACDC sure. album backwards. It was Satanic. Absolutely. So <laughs> was of the devil. I just thought it was funny. Kill your dog. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he sent messages, man. All right, uh, Ambry Thomas winning the MVP. Did that happen? Uh, I don't even think he registered a stat, so no. A funny thing is, though, like we were midway through the third quarter. I'm like, hey, Mitch Wisnowski's got a case. Oh, when you have the kickers and the punters. Mitch Wisnowski was amazing. Shout out to the uh, former Utah All-American Ray Guy Award winner. Mitch Wisnowski was on his game, and 
made some great punts, and it really impacted the game for the Chiefs. Andy Reid said he was caught off balance, by the way. That's why when he got yeah. bumped, he was uh, caught off balance. Well, the reason he's caught off balance is because you're not expecting your tight end to give you a forearm shiver. So the next time that Travis Kelsey wants to pull that stunt, you better get in a three-point stance with Andy. Yeah. At least have the common courtesy to line up Jim, like a man. That's when Jim Nance goes, hey, hey, it takes a lot to move him. Played offensive line at BYU. And all the Cougar fans are like, oh, we got a mention. We got a BYU mention. Andy Reid didn't eat enough cheeseburgers today. <laughs> Tipped over uh, like a... Good for him. Like good a for him. deck of cards. All right, here's what we got. Uh, was that? Did we get through everything? Yeah. Yeah, we got through everything. Yeah, I think we got it all. We were wrong about most stuff. I was certainly wrong on basically everything. You, yeah. JJ, the big winner, though, with the uh, with the Chiefs win, and you had a three-point deficit. You had it 24-21, but it was uh, 25-22. I think that that was the 25-22. Like, who imagined that being the final score? Nobody. Yeah, so 24-21 is a win, although I am still an idiot. Hey, come on. I don't, I don't look at you like that. I think you're a great guy. All right? Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Some Jazz Warriors talk. You've got a Jazz basketball game coming up in about an hour and a half. You've got pregame firing up. Uh, Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, they'll bring you the pre-half and post. And, of course, David Locke and uh, Ron Boone with the call. But we're going to chat about this Jazz Warriors matchup tonight. you got to put yourself into a little bit of NBA mode for this one, all right? Uh, so let's jump in next. We'll talk Jazz Warriors. Stay with us, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with J.J. and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz Basketball. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because By way of announcement... JJ and Alex are going to be on the road. That's us, by the way, JJ. So put it down on the calendar. We're going to be at the RV show this Thursday. You heard it. The RV show is this Thursday at Mountain America Expo Center, and we are going to be doing our show live there. So there you go. Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy's where we are going to be doing our show live for the RV show. It's your opportunity to shop, compare, and buy the RV of your dreams. So we'll see you on Thursday. Come out and uh, say hi to JJ. Congratulate him on all of his uh, correct guesses about the Super Bowl. That's all they were. They were just guesses, right? He didn't know what was going on. I don't have any idea. He'll be the first to tell you. I just say crap. (laughs) You ask me a question, I just say crap. I'm just paid to say crap, man. Uh, Okay. Hey, coming up at uh, 5 o'clock, by the way, we've got our Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Week as given out by DJ and PK. This morning, and then we'll give that out. And then, if you know what the play was that they gave out, we will make you a winner. That's coming up at five o'clock or just around the corner, actually. We'll just do it on the next one. All right. Here's what we got big week for the Jazz, pre All Star break. It's an opportunity, too, because you're at home for three straight Warriors, Lakers, Warriors tonight, Wednesday, and Thursday. This this is honestly a stretch that even with kind of not having maybe everything figured out lineup-wise, J.J., because of the trades, this is a real chance for the Jazz to maybe go 3-0. and But what's the expectation? 2-1? and 
two and one this week is that a, is that a uh, is that a win? You just can't lose more than you than you win this week. I think if you're a Jazz fan, you're going. You're at home. You have Warriors, Lakers, Warriors. You've got to win some of these. So, what's a successful week for this Jazz team as they go into this one versus the Warriors tonight? A successful uh, week for this team is undefeated, three zero at home. You went on the road and you had some issues, but you chalked it up to them being on the road. Now this team's back. The trade deadline drama is over. Is it? Well, we'll find out tonight. But you know who you are as a team. You bring Taylor Hendricks into the rotation. You had a whole weekend to practice and get comfortable and figure some things out and get ready for this game tonight. You're playing the Golden State Warriors twice, a team that is one four in a row, by the way. The Warriors have won four in a row. And the Jazz have now been bumped to 11th in Uh-oh. the West. Dang it. Right. Uh-oh is right. If For those of you wanting to make that play in, it's it's a little bit of a panic setting in. It's like, wait a minute. We thought we were in good position there. And all of a sudden, you're on the outside looking in. Look, I'm joking. It's, not, it's way too early <laughs> for that. Plus, we're talking about the play in. But here's the deal. The two teams in front of you, directly in front of you in the standings, at 10th is the Golden State Warriors. You get two shots at them this week. And then at ninth is the Los Angeles Lakers. So if you want to flip that script and make that bump up in there and get a tiebreaker potentially over the Warriors, then this week is a week when you want to go make hay before the All-Star break. Now, obviously, the All-Star break, you rest, you recover, you take some time other than the guys that are going to Indy for the All-Star break. This is a great opportunity for the Jazz to pick up three wins at home against teams that you're pushing and trying to pass up in the standings for those play-in game spots. You got to win this week. A 3 and 0 in my opinion. You got to get it done. You win 3 at home against these teams. If you don't, you probably don't deserve that play-in spot. High expectations, JJ. Jeez, 3 and 0. I know. I'm raising the bar this week. I like it though. I need the Jazz to go 3 and 0 to really make a statement post all post deadline and pre All-Star break. Got to get these 3 at home. You're at home. The person you're missing the most in this trade is probably Kelly Olynyk, right? From a, a leadership standpoint, veteran savviness, experience, yes. The starting lineup looks different, but frankly, this is the starting lineup that I think we all would have expected at the beginning most of the way through the year yes. anyway. Larry Markkinen, John Collins, Walker Kessler, Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton. That was your starting lineup against the Suns last week. I, I, can't, I can't imagine it would change we were talking a little bit about maybe the idea that Jordan Clarkson could get some starts, but I think that that second unit has to be let it. Listen to what a second unit sounds like, though. Jordan Clarkson, Keontae George, Taylor Hendricks, maybe like a Omer Yurts, Yurtsevin, maybe? We might see, might see Yurtsevin back. Remember how much he played at the front get, end of the year? He's going to have to get more minutes, yes. Because you just T- traded a center and you didn't bring one back in. And then what, probably THT? I think Taylor Horton Tucker's back in the rotation. Yeah, so that's probably your five. Yeah, They're, of that second, of if that second. Gonna, unit. If you're going to play ten, maybe they go to eight. I'm okay with that too. But I think they might go eight because th- you can put, you can have John Collins lineups where John Collins is the center. So you're right. You can have Lowry marketing lineups where sure. Lowry plays the five. So there's things you could do with your front court. Just because you moved Kelly Olynyk doesn't mean you have to give minutes to Yurtsevin. You can have those center minutes played by a combination of Lowry Markin and and, uh, and John Collins. And that will give you more time for your guards on the court, which is a problem before. You had a log jam in the guard spots, 
And obviously moving Fontecchio provides an opportunity for Hendricks to come in and get more minutes. Is but it, it, uh, Olin, or sorry, Ochayabaji yeah. also as a wing has moved on. So THT gets back in the rotation a bit, or you just tighten it. And like you say, you go Keontae George, Jordan Clarkson, and then Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. And then uh, probably probably working slowly, Otto Porter Jr. Slowly. <laughs> Sorry. I'm saying slowly. that knowing we probably aren't going to see him very often. Yeah, no disrespect to Otto Porter. He's just not in a position to play right now. Okay. He's not healthy. I don't but, know I don't know what Kyra, Kyra Lewis could provide. Probably yeah. not much. But you saw one of the things that Will Hardy said over the weekend was uh, he's going to play every night. Taylor, uh, Taylor Hendricks, by the way. Correct. Yeah, that's this is this is all about Taylor Hendricks getting more. Minutes I love it, and, and I proving love that, that he belongs. Look, you spent a nine a number nine pick on a guy, right? And he was initially he comes into the he comes into the Jazz. He's a little bit banged up. He's working through an injury. You got to slowly work guys in. We say that about guys all the time. By the way, ooh, slowly work Keontae George uh-huh, into the. Yeah. And then it's like, hey man, we're going to need you right now, buddy. It's go right? time. So. I think if you're a Jazz fan, you have to be excited about the idea of seeing him now versus waiting till the summer and going, oh, yeah, that's your number nine overall pick. Let's see if they can develop him at the beginning of the year in 2024, 2025. No, you got to do it. I love the idea of doing it now, and I love that it might come at the expense of, you know, forgive me, not getting into the play-in. Right. whoop de doo Who cares? This season is not about what the Jazz are going to be able to do. I, I I know that the players do. They want to get in. They want extra games. They want to be able to get into the to the play in the playoffs. However, they get in. But I'm you. Everyone has tried to convince me over the past I don't know how many months to have a longer vision for this Jazz team instead of getting worried about what they're going to do this season if they can get into the. Then you know what? Put your money where your mouth is. If I'm if I'm converting over to the long term plan version for the Jazz, then you guys should too. All right. I'm all about the development situation. Here's I an idea. I don't know what Bryce Sensabaugh is going to be right. about when he comes back from his injury stuff, but Taylor Hendricks, you're supposed to be excited about, and you've seen enough. I I, I will say I was surprised at how how decent he was at passing the basketball in just his like few minutes that he's had so far this year. Yeah. He passes the basketball well. And you know what? He got absolutely toasted by KD a couple times the other night. Congrats. That's what you have to do. And by the way, uh a million veterans are getting the same treatment by KD. So I'm okay with it. What was your what's the here's idea? My, here's my idea. It's just same so it popped into my head. Is it harebrained or is it I, I'm uh, not, amazing? I don't have I don't I haven't bugged the office of Danny Ainge or okay. Justin Zanuck or anything like that. I have no idea where they're at on this, but you know, we always just talk about this pick that uh is owed the Thunder conveying. Now keep in mind that it has to be lower than ten, right? Right. So if it's ten it's top ten protected. So what if the Jazz added those picks at the deadline because maybe they sneakily like this draft and they want to get players in this draft and they want to take as many shots as they can at getting the player they right. like. If somebody and if somebody sees a player in this draft that others wouldn't see the potential in, it's probably going to be Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck. Exactly. So we had just automatically assumed that Jazz want to convey this pick to the Thunder and that they were not going to have any picks in the first round in 2024. Well, now... What if they don't play as well because their depth has obviously taken a big hit? They drop back to 10th in the NBA, which would be something. 
And then they've got a late first-round pick. So they have a top 10, a late first-round pick, and an early second. Suddenly, they're major draft players. Suddenly, the draft that they didn't have any picks is everything. Yeah. Right. Look, I don't know. If da- if if Danny, what did you what did you call it? What if they sneakily like a, uh, this? What draft? if they sneakily like this draft? Like everyone's like, this draft sucks, and they're like, actually, no, Danny our data like, says no, no. But we, Danny we Ainge dipped goes, into our analytics. <laughs> analytics. No, but that's the thing is that Danny Ainge, he's a guy who looks at this thing and goes. Uh, by the way, you guys can all talk about how this draft stinks, and I know otherwise. So, right, you got to dip into the numbers if you're going to know anything about it. Look, I just think where the Jazz are at right now, it's obvious they're not trying to win a championship this year. Not that they're not trying; they just can't. They don't have the they don't have the horses. How do you get better? Well, you got to take shots in the draft. How do you get the star player? You got to draft them. So, increase your odds by getting more picks. The idea that you automatically want to convey this pick to the Thunder, maybe we look too far into that. Taylor Hendricks, by the way, to extend that quote that uh, that uh, Will Hardy had after the trades you know, happened, he said, look, Taylor's life is very different now. Taylor's going to be a part of our rotation. He's going to be playing every night. How much he plays every night is going to be determined by how well he plays. But his responsibilities now are far different. He's being counted on every night. I, If you're Taylor Hendricks and you hear your coach say that, one, he's already told you that <laughs> in private and in front of the team. But when he's saying it to everybody else, the, the responsibility that you must feel as Taylor Hendricks must be absolutely thrilling, right? Mm. This is what these guys all lived for. Yeah. This is what they – this is why when they were, you know – when he was like a top six AAU player, this is why you want to make this happen. Because you see everybody else go, hey, man, these guys are amazing. These guys are awesome. And I want to, I want people to say that about me. If you're Taylor Hendricks, this is what you live for. Playing every night, how much he plays is determined by how well he plays. His responsibilities are far different. He is being counted on every night, which has not been the case anytime he's come into the game before this. They've been kind of garbage minutes that have not mattered either in big wins or big losses. They haven't asked much of him, and now they're going to. I'm excited about it. I am I get pumped about it. All right, let's take a break. We will come back. Uh, when we do, we have so much more. We have so much more to get to, man. We have so many more things to jump into and, 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 uh, and arrive at, and I think we're going to give away that uh, Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers play of the weekend as well. Uh, but we have some MLB news as well. So we're going to hit JJ up on the MLB news desk for some more developing news on the baseball front here in the state of Utah. Stay with us, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on the zone. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Brought to you as always by G2G Bars. Let me see here. Oh, we got to hit the uh, 
We gotta hit the we gotta hit the breaking news sounder here. We got some uh, from the Major League Baseball assignment desk. Jeremiah Jensen's got some uh, details for us. JJ, uh, what does this have to do with baseball in the state of Utah, the city of Salt Lake? What are we looking at here? Well, I think all of us are wondering when will Major League Baseball expand? We don't know, but perhaps we have an idea now. It sounds like. You won't be able to expect it until 2030. 2030? How patient are we? Now, the good news about this is, in the uh, in this article, it mentions specifically Nashville and Salt Lake being kind of leaders in the clubhouse. Now, this is 2024 clubhouse. That's the good news. That's the good news. 2030 sounds like it's a long way away, but let me give you some perspective. If the... Oakland A's, soon to become the Las Vegas A's, stay in Utah. Or, I mean, have to come to Utah while they build the, the stadium in Vegas. What was the timing on that? 25, 26, 27. Those are right? three seasons where the A's need a home. They lease in Oakland, runs out sure. after yep. the season. Uh-huh. And Vegas won't have a stadium ready at the earliest 2028. So... Or is it, yeah, 25, 26, 27? Correct. That means for the 2028 season and 2029 season, we might not have a Major League Baseball team here. But in 2030. But then in 2030, guess what? But but, but when you look at it like that, because when they say, hey, the Olympics are coming to Salt Lake, when are you getting it? 2034. That's 10 years away. That's hard. I, I don't like waiting that long. But when you put it like this, that there might be a Major League Baseball team here, even though it's not yours, but they're still here for the next three seasons, then you wait two seasons, and then you have your full-on Salt Lake Bees, but they're the big Bees, right? That would be incredible. Whatever they name the franchise, either way, it's it looks really good. So the bad news is, yes, baseball fans in Utah will have to wait probably until at least 2030. Um, MLB is still hoping or trying to figure out the race situations. It sounds like that stadium's going to open in 2028. Same with... Vegas, and then at that point, they can move forward with expansion from 30 to 32 teams. The good news is, though, and Bob Nightingale of USA Today reporting that um, Nashville and Salt Lake City are the most likely destinations to get a new franchise when the league looks to create two new clubs. That is the great news. Okay. Is Salt Lake is a leader in the clubhouse on February 12th, 2024. Book it. That's pretty darn good news. And for an impatient person like myself, when I tell myself the things that I just told you <laughs> about the waiting game and how it might only have to be two seasons of waiting. It's crazy. That's good news right there. One that we're that close to 2030. Gosh, JJ. That's weird. You're old, man. But think about how fast I mean, time what? goes. I mean, 2014 was 10 years ago. Uh, how about the fact that we were just talking about the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake uh, wardrobe malfunction that happened 20 years ago? 20 years ago. You know what's sad about that was? Man. I only had a year left of college. That's how. That nipples that nipples in college now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's all best. grown up. It's the best thing that's ever been said on this airwaves. Oh, my goodness. JJ? Look, maybe went to trade school. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. You're going to have to apologize. Trade schools are great. Maybe it wants to be a welder or an electrician. I don't know.
This is the it, weirdest it, turn it, that this day has ever taken. It's almost old enough to drink. Oh, my goodness. All right. Sorry, that got weird. I, no, I want you to look at Jeremy's face, though, for right now. <laughs> his arms extended. There's a dump button. Ah! And his arms extended. Too late now? He's like, this, I- this idiot they hired from TV <laughs> keeps testing my patience. Oh, oh my gosh. Can't wait till that they fire That was a masterpiece him. of dog shit. Listen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When are they going to fire this clown? Oh, listen. I... It takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to get laughing. Like I got that. you. Oh my gosh, that's good stuff for a Monday, JJ. My heavens, that's quite the range on the on the. Uh, on how the, did we go? You did. All I said was how old the. All how I did said we go from old, the Major League Baseball breaking news desk to that topic? Because I was talking about how it's not that hard to wait. We just realized how quickly twenty years passed, and we had talked about how. We went through. I looked at during the break. I looked at all the last twenty Super Bowl performances, and Usher, by the way, was phenomenal last night. It was. Great. I thought it was really good. I I didn't expect much out of it. I was excited about it. It was really good. Usher and Friends. You know what? Best Lil cartoon. John, best oh, cartoon. Sorry, Lil John. Lil John. And Usher and Friends needs to be a cartoon on Alicia Saturdays. Keys. Oh, when she came in with that with that piano that had a clear top. I sing every word along with her, by the way. I love Alicia Keys. All right. Salt Lake, what I'm saying is, is we're... Book it. You don't have to wait nearly Major as League long. Major League Baseball's coming to Utah. Book it. Yes. It's happening. All right. And love it. Embrace it. Get ready for it. Let's we'll go. We'll have to be patient. All right. But we're in the lead, guys. We're in the lead. Big League Utah has hit a triple. Yes. And is waiting for the sign to run home. Let's go. Don't plan on it until 2030. But again, if we have a baseball team here till we only have to wait the 2028 and 2029 seasons. How cool is this? I'm so excited. Yes. All right. By the way, we uh, told you that the Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Weekend was coming up, and here it is. DJ and PK gave out a play from the weekend that was their preferred play. Was it that uh, Jacob Robinson three-pointer? Hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming it's from a different sport. Yeah. No. Hey, no Coop. hints today, people. Hey. No hints. No hints today. You just should get. You just should know what it is. DJ and PK gave out the Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Weekend, and you can uh, obviously call in right now. Call in number twelve, eight zero one five seven five zone. That's eight zero one five seven five ninety six sixty three. Tell us the play that they chose for the Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Weekend, and you can get yourself a prize. With an impressive lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs, no wonder people are sh- are switching to Chevy. Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. Okay. We will come back. No more football. We are going to leave our dedications for this last year of, of football. Not just NFL, but college. It's all being put to rest. It's all being laid to rest today. We will uh, we'll go through some of the best memories. And... Uh, Plus so much more. We have so many more things to get through. We have jazz basketball coming up in less than an hour. You're going to have at the 6 o'clock hour, the coach and uh, and Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott, pre-half and post-game. We've got more to go around the corner. 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. When TV and radio collide, love it. Wow. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. 
Don't touch that dial. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Happy afternoon to you. Happy Jazz Game Day. Less than an hour away from pregame with the coach, Tim Lacombe, and Jake Scott, of course, on the Jazz Radio Network. You can hear it all right here. We encourage you to hear it all right here. So there you go. Uh, did, we give away, uh, did we give away something for the Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Week? Yes, we did. Okay. What was the play? Oh, man. <laughs> He's a game-winning touchdown. Was it the game winner? It's some football game over the weekend. See, I would have picked Mahomes' uh, 26-yard run there at the end. That was as big as anything. The whole. Do you want to hear game. it in a different language, maybe? Ah, uh, now here was the one. JJ put us on to these uh, Korean NFL football announcers that, frankly, have made us want to step our game up when it comes to not just the play-by-play, but the production. I want you to listen here. Here's what it sounded like. With the Korean NFL radio announcers when the Chiefs won the football game. I could listen to that all day. Kevin Harlan's call was great, but it didn't have fake fireworks. Fake fireworks? They had like some twinkling in there? I'm like, Jeremy, we're not doing enough. We got to have periodically during the show some fake fireworks going off. We got to have some uh, some jingling. Yeah, man. It sound it sounded a little bit because the Nintendo or not Nintendo. Although Nintendo should do it their own broadcast. No, Nickelodeon does the broadcast, and they have the actual guys doing the who play the the SpongeBob characters. First of all, one of them is Dobber from. Uh, from uh what's that what's that show with uh, Craig T Nelson coach coach yeah, of course <laughs> freaking a what's that what's that what's, what's that, that show about, about coaching the coach the football coach what do you call what do they, so, they call that dauber is the voice of patrick star that's correct <laughs> and it started to go around the it started to go around the internet pretty quickly when patrick star was like when mccaffrey fumbled he's like got a high point it you know he said something and he was like dude Patrick Starr clowning you on a fumble is next level. And I'm all about it. I was all sorts of I was all sorts of into this thing. All right, let's kick off the hour though. I'm glad we played the the uh the Korean football because uh the Korean NFL um you know call of this game, that was as exciting as it gets. So, all right, let's kick off the hour as we always do. With the cut, let's jump in right here. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Oh, yeah. Yes. JJ. There we go. We got fireworks. I mean, this, is, the, this is finale, too. 
This is that, oh, this that is, is some good finale we, stuff right there. It was not the middle of the show. That uh, was the end. Yeah, man. I'm all I'm all about it. Like that was that's phenomenal. So there is something that I was I was actually really sad about, and that was the moment that it hit me. Sorry. I get a little choked up. You all right? When I start thinking about this. Football season is officially over. I will remember you. Give me a minute. Take your time, Alex. You we understand. I told myself I wouldn't do this. Don't it meant so much to me. I don't know if there was a football season that made more of an impact in my life than the 2024 football season. Now, this is all of football, by the way. Every level. JJ, you and I called a high school game together one fateful night. That was special. When East was robbed of a a win against Brighton. (laughs) He scored. It was a touchdown. They should have won the game. He's still in the end zone. Sorry, two-point conversion. Two-point conversion. We went through all of the different uh, feelings, of course, during the season. On the college football level, it was the first year for BYU in the Big 12. I don't know if I mentioned that. That might be something that people forgot. It was a special season for that reason. Now, they didn't play particularly well in the Big 12, but you get what I mean, though, Jason. Okay? I don't think I've heard Sarah McLaughlin this long in my life. But, regardless... The football season was only four and a half months old when it passed away. (laughs) And now it will be remembered as the college football championship that Michigan won. A, A college football playoff that was different from other years, at least. No Alabama, no Georgia. They didn't deserve to make it, and they shouldn't have. Well, actually, Alabama wasn't the playoff. Oh, they were? Gosh. You've already forgotten. Maybe I just... Roll down tide. He's always saying funny stuff like that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to miss most is the humor from this season. It still matters more in the SEC. Some of the major lifetime achievements for this football season, of course. Patrick, my homes... And Travis Maato did it again, becoming world champions at Super Bowl 58. Is that what the letters indicated this year? I don't read Numa, Roman numerals. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't read, to be quite honest. But it was a short-lived season, and it was taken too early from us. Of course, we know that we're buoyed up, Jeremiah, by the knowledge of seasons to come. Next year, the Big 12 is going to feature Utah alongside BYU here locally. But it won't match the firsts that so many of us had this year with this football season. It's the first time the Bills lost a huge game in the playoffs. Oh, wait. It happens quite often, actually. I'm going to miss him. 
JJ, do you have your own obituary for that the, was uh, touching, Alex? I too penned an obituary, a okay. farewell to both the college and football or NFL seasons. Football, we're going to miss you. It is with sadness that we say goodbye to the 2023 football season, both the NFL and college seasons, which brought us lasting memories in 2023 that will not be forgotten. Season began with hope and optimism. The Lions. Beating the Chiefs in the opener. Oh, can't forget them. Led NFL teams to believe that they actually had a chance this year. <laughs> they didn't. An unlikely NFL star was born in Pukunakua and gave the NFL a big market team in the playoffs. Coach Prime made Colorado relevant in football for the first time in a generation. And Texas wanted Tuscaloosa. The NFL married Taylor Swift on September 24th when she showed up at Arrowhead. And with that, welcomed hundreds of thousands of Swifties to the NFL family, none of which remember a time when the Detroit Lions sucked. (laughs) The Chiefs continued their dominance, and Michigan won a title, too. The season wasn't perfect, though. There was the sign-stealing in Michigan that was embarrassing. The CFP leaving out Florida State despite being undefeated. (sighs) The Cowboys choking in the playoffs again. And Georgia laying an egg against Alabama after Alabama almost laid an egg against Auburn. Whoa, damn, Todd! The joy of BYU getting in the Big 12 was snuffed out by the reality of playing big boy football, a 2-7 and seven conference record. What? This football season is survived by the Chiefs' dynasty, college football realignment, <laughs> greed, the NIL, Jim Harbaugh making headlines. He'll now do it in the NFL. And, of course, it still means more in the SEC. The season was preceded in death by the Pac-12, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles, Cam Rising's 2023 season, the USC hype train, Florida State's college football playoff bid, Brandon Staley's NFL coaching career, and Nick Saban's legendary run at Alabama. In lieu of flowers, please donate <laughs> to the collective of your favorite college football team. <laughs> Phenomenal. Seriously, though, donate to the collective. Really, you have to. Otherwise, you we're not going to be able to do this. you got to donate to the collective. You don't take this seriously, do you? Ah, uh, yes, with the fireworks. That was amazing, JJ. Services will be held at... Uh, <laughs> Arrowhead Stadium, the very first game of the season that the Chiefs are playing. What's the first NFL game of the year? Is it that? Is it the Chiefs host, the Super Bowl winner hosts the Jets, maybe? That'd be kind of fun. They do have, they do have, they do have new uniforms. I don't know if you guys know that. But the Jets have, are rolling out new uniforms. So they get to stink up new uniforms? Oh, yeah. That'll help their performance. What was the best? Uh, what was the best moment of the entire football season for you? Like the best play? The very or no, just like anything that was like the, that was the thing that I loved the most about this football season. That's a tough one. I NFL know. or college? Any one of them. Oh boy. <laughs> Nothing really stands out to me like the one moment. You. I'm going to go, and I hate to say it, but in terms of ridiculousness and the implications that it had, it's got to be it's got to be fourth and goal from the 31 for Alabama, right? 
Yeah, that was probably the moment. I mean, it was as close to a Hail Mary as you got. That, but think I, about what it obviously did. meant a whole lot. And I'm not look. I hate Alabama, and beating on a bad Auburn team normally doesn't do do it for me. The that 31 yard fade in the back of the end zone from the opposite side of the field, unbelievable from uh, Jalen Milrow. It was what it did was that was the moment Florida State's season went away. Right? That exact moment. That was it. Because then they you would have no question. Because Alabama might have still gone. Were they going to be in the SEC championship game even if they lost that game? Yes. Yeah. So they won. They were there's no way they were going to leave them out of the playoffs. Right. Even so, if they had lost to Auburn. Which is just outrageous. Because they would have won the SEC championship against Georgia, who was undefeated. Yeah, but one. they would have had two losses. One of them to a bad Auburn team. Wouldn't have mattered. See, the I SEC think it champion. Would've. I think it would have. They were going to leave the SEC champion out of the. You no can, way. They would not have. They would not have had a two-loss SEC champion while the ACC champ. They. The only thing that that thin line of the one loss that Alabama had, they barely were able to justify that. Now you have a cynical view of. I'm having. I, I don't know. This is rare. I'm having the more positive outlook on what the college football playoff committee would have done. But I can't believe we're talking about this for the first time. You're an insane person. There's no way this they would have had. Conversation is about two months too. <laughs> I'm just telling you because you didn't say something so ridiculously stupid the first time. Oh, around. I'm right. I'm I'm so right on this. Two, a two loss. Yes. Alabama team. The SEC champion was not going to okay. get left out of the playoff. We talked about the scenario actually. Not this. No, not like this. Hold on. Jeremy, tiebreaker. Would Alabama have gone to the college football playoff with two losses? Roll down tide. Really? See? Yes. You no, you guys are foolish. Them in Texas and Michigan and Washington. And a 13-0 ACC champ, Florida State's left out. Yes. They were already, so. The same no, scenario know, would have played the- out. Oh, my goodness. Yep. All right, well. By the way, I have a list of teams the Chiefs could play in that opener. Oh, Okay. Should we uh, end the segment with that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here are the possibilities. The Chiefs are hosting the following teams in 2024. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Nice. Mm, AFC Championship rematch. That's probably the one, right? The Cincinnati Bungles. Ooh, but see, Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be back. Ooh, yes. I like that one. If there's somebody that can unseat Patrick Mahomes from the dynasty situation that they're in right now, it's, yeah. it's Joe Burrow. I like this one. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> that's a terrible choice. Although Houston Texans. That's actually yeah. an awful choice, too. The Raiders. Now, again, divisional opponent. Yeah, and I I'll love finish the idea. off, of course, the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh? Oh, Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh versus Andy Reid? I wouldn't won? hate that. I wouldn't Ooh. hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Justin Herbert? Yeah. Uh, here's the last two that um, you probably didn't expect. Hmm. NFC South teams, the New Orleans Saints or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, boy. Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield back? Which one do you think the NFL likes the most? Okay. I don't know. No, the Ravens is a great one, though. Ravens or Bengals, that's my vote. That Jim Harbaugh, Andy Reid week one matchup, I think the NFL, that's what they're going to do. I don't hate it, though, You're going to see the Chargers. I don't hate it. It's a divisional thing, and it's Harbaugh in his dang khakis. All right. Turning it over, uh, coming up in just a little while, about 30 minutes away. Uh, Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott will be uh, back more around the corner right here. Stay with us for the NFL Blitz next, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. 
All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. That's right. It is the NFL Blitz. Have we talked about the NFL today yet? Uh, <laughs> not enough. Not enough. <laughs> hey, it's the last day we really have a chance to do this. So let's let's uh, make the most of it. Let's let's. Well, we sad like we said in our obituaries. It's sad to let go. <laughs> I will say too. Not ready to move on yet. No. We knew this was coming. Uh, yes. We, just, we knew this was going to be. It happens every year. But hey, now you've got the uh, UFL. What letter is it? Thanks, The Rock. It is the UFL. Okay. They combined the USFL with the XFL and turned it into the UFL. Yeah. And now I'm just doing minor this. league football. It's okay. fantastic. I'm just doing this on the fly here. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna look and see if I if I if I know who any. Can you of name these, all the franchises in the UFL? I no 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 no. I wouldn't even be able to. That's why I'm going. I'm looking at this because I'm like, who are these freaking teams anymore? Right. I mean, like, I don't even know. Do we have uh, the UFL? Is there a UFL website? Oh, boy. Somebody else bought it. <laughs> Did somebody else buy this? Be careful what you oh, Google. University of Florida.edu. No, that's not it. Careful what you Google here. Uh, U- <laughs> UFL website, please? Because UFL.com is UFL not. UFL football? U- <laughs> Question mark? Join the UFL? <laughs> okay, here we go. It's it's on the XFL website uh, uh, URL still. Really? It, it redirects you to the UFL.com. Okay. So there you go. Um, yes, The Rock is still part of it. Oh, here we go. The Arlington Renegades, the Birmingham Stallions. But this is just still the XFL. They haven't even updated their website yet. So they didn't bring any over the, of the USFL names except for the Stallions. So all they're doing right now is still giving you two websites of Lovely. the USFL. And the and now both of them have a banner at the top of their respective websites. Do you think there's a little bit of an issue here? Do you think these the owners of these two leagues plus the owners of these franchises or whatever – it seems like they don't really want to totally fully marry one another. Right. It's weird. So there are some of those USFL names. The Houston Gamblers, Memphis Showboats. Okay. But I don't that's know. That's the USFL. So which teams are coming over, which are not? I'm confused. I am confused, too. Hey. And we have officially talked about the UFL way too much now. No, no, no. Because it's my new thing. Oh. <laughs> so that's well, why. then. Continue. Uh, oh, I can get a Memphis Showboats shirt for only twenty nine ninety five. No, that's cool if it's retro. Right if now. it's if it's 2024, not no, so cool. No, it's not cool. All right, so the UFL is going to start up here. I don't know when. I kind of don't care. But if it's on TV on a Saturday, and you I happen might to check walk, in. I, if I happen to walk past the TV at that point, then there you go. Yeah. Um, the NFL says massive success. Of the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, were you okay? Lots of success. I know. Did, did you? <laughs> Very good. Did you get hit this nice? Did you get a an idea that? I mean, once the game is going, I forget what city they're I, in. You don't care, no. right? Exactly. People I, watching from home do not care. No, where the stadium is and where the game is being played. That's for the people that are actually there. Now, for the people that are actually there, I'm sure they loved Las Vegas because every celebrity that currently exists on the planet was in that building on Sunday. It's crazy how many of them showed up. They were all there. Every A-lister. Yes. So, I'm sure they all enjoyed Vegas because all those people do because that's where they're most comfortable. Uh, But do I care if it's in Vegas or Minneapolis or... Seattle, I don't. But once it once it gets kicked off, you're not going. What a be- <laughs> like! Remember they used to have them at the the Rose Bowl hosted a bunch. Oh yeah, you know? and when so, we were growing up, a lot of them at Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl in Miami, yeah. New Orleans has had many. 
Once it, the ball gets kicked off at a Super Bowl, you do not care. No. You're watching from home. So some of the ones that are – that's why you can have them in Minnesota in a dome because, you know – As long as you can control the so weather why conditions. Does the NFL, why does the NFL want it in Vegas? By the way, F1 did this very same thing. People were going, this is so stupid. They have, Why are they doing a, a race there in Las Vegas? This is dumb. Uh, they 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 signed up for way too long of a contract, and then when they got done, F1 was like, uh, "Could we have two races here?" Right. Like they, they, so I get it. Which it's means- the entertainment capital yes. of the world, and it can facilitate so many people with so many hotels, and there's so many things to do. And we know most people that come to those events love to do two things: gamble and drink. What can you do in Vegas? You can gamble and you can drink. And now the NFL is in this marriage with the gambling, where it was trying to avoid this forever, and suddenly it's okay, okay fine, we, we, oh, we acknowledge yeah. gambling, we're okay with it, whatever, and now this is what you get, is now the NFL in Vegas can be friends, there's a franchise now in Vegas, and, you know, go play DraftKings, they don't care, they're happy about it now, because they're uh, making a boatload of money <laughs> off this, now that everyone's like, the NFL's looking around, it's like, does anyone have a problem with us Nobody. being in bed with the gambling industry? Nope. Okay, well then we'll move forward, here we go. As long as we put the disclaimer at the end of the commercial, exactly. we'll be fine. Yes. So the other thing that happened from this, by the way, did you see Post Malone wearing the Cowboys jacket? That was a good flex. Yeah. The thing is, is people don't know this. He grew up right there in he's the DFW Dallas. area. Right. Uh, his dad might still be, but I don't know if he's not. But when he was growing up, he was the head of concessions at at uh, Cowboys Stadium. Really? Yes. So you think they liked the Cowboys at his dad's house or at his parents' house? Yes, they were. The Cowboys were his were his parents' employers growing up. So wow. mom and dad both worked for the Cowboys at some point. There his dad was the head of concessions when he wore that. And plus, I like I like that shiny '80s. Why did we get away from that? I don't know. The starter jackets are amazing, right? <laughs> Bring <laughs> the, back the starter jackets. The puffy ones with just the oh yeah, oh my, all goodness. of them. Those yep. are those are amazing. I love love Cottonwoods Heights resident <laughs> Post Malone representing Utah at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Big Utah guy, Posty. I mean, my goodness, Posty. My kids are like, we saw him at the Maverick, and I'm yep. like, uh, yeah, it was a okay. Did you or did you see him like from a distance? Uh, the 49ers admit that they didn't know the overtime rules totally in their loss against the uh, Chiefs last night. I admit here live on radio, I didn't know the rules of the new when they overtime. Said, when they said the new, oh, this is the first time that we've seen a playoff game with the new yes. overtime rules, I was like, like, excuse me? Because there was, we didn't really think about the idea, because during the season we had a different set of overtime rules. It's it's the season's overtime Correct, rules. that's different. The postseason overtime rules, they knew they had to change it because it's not going to end in a tie. I just found out from you that if they would have gone to an extra quarter, if they would have stayed tied through there, they would have had another halftime yes. show from Usher. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who would have been performing at that point. Probably Wayne Newton. But <laughs> they have enough people. They're like, "Are you standing by?" It's like those extra hockey goalies. Are you standing by just in case we get a a second halftime? Some lounge singer at the Golden Nugget may have showed up for the halftime performance. I don't know, but they would have had a full halftime. And then started a second half, Crazy. just like you would a normal game. Weird, yeah. We got there's a lot of crazy weird scenarios with the overtime rules that we didn't get to. But the question is, did you like the new format? And do you think it worked? And it was, I mean, it's better than just having somebody right. go down and score without the other team getting a chance, right? Well, and that so what they played was basically this they, came from the Bills Chiefs overtime game a couple years right. ago when it was an unbelievable game. The Chiefs had that great comeback. They march down, score touchdown, game over. You're like, well, the Bills didn't right. even get a chance. It doesn't so they, seem fair. They change it for the for the playoffs. I get it, and I'm fine with it. 
It ended last night like a traditional regular season overtime rules game would yes, have. Yes, it did. But that's why when the clock was winding down, everyone everyone at the house that I'm at, watch, everybody at my in-law's house watching this <laughs> thing is going, get the playoff! What's going on? <laughs> Andy, why aren't you calling timeout? The clock's almost up. That's You're going to exa- lose. That's exactly how people were reacting. And I'm going, oh, there was going to be another. There's going to. I go. No, no, no. There's another quarter. Yeah. And they're like a, a quarter of what? What? So that's the other question. It would it if you go into that extra quarter. Is that double overtime or is it just still the same? It is double overtime. overtime. But it's just one overtime with four quarters. I thought. But the other thing we didn't get to is if they were both tied after both had one possession. Say it's they both score a touchdown and they get the right. extra point. Does the next team score a win or do they have to both get uh, possessions in? You know what I mean? Like, does, oh yeah, would they? If, still they, have to if keep another team scored it? another seven points, yeah. does the other team get a chance to match Ooh, it? I don't know. We never got to that point to discover that, and Thank I'm heavens. apparently I didn't Google it just before we did this segment <laughs> no, to I give you an answer. Well, why am I? I like, have no idea. This shows you that they have an issue with the overtime rules. Yes, like the 49ers are going to send a letter. I guarantee that uh, that Lynch is that John Lynch is going to send a a letter to the league and say, hey. We didn't train these players well enough on this on this postseason overtime rule. Like we needed to have sat down with real officials either at the beginning of the and maybe they did. I don't know, but I bet there's a little bit of a, a grievance there, a little bit of a beef because everybody today is going, "Why did Fred Warner and the 49ers choose to take the ball first? How dare they?" And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the wisdom would have been on that. And but somebody it, did some simulations and found that it really doesn't matter. Right. Uh, okay. The 49ers confirmed today, by the way, the weirdest thing that happened in last night's game, Dre Greenlaw's Achilles tear as he was running onto the field. It was so... Heartbreaking. It was one of those things where the game was already weird, and then when they got the footage of him running on the field and tearing his Achilles in that moment, by the way, Burks or whatever his name was who came in for him, not as good as Dre Greenlaw. No. And they took advantage in the second half of that guy not being as nearly as good of a cover linebacker. Uh, and, dude, poor Dre, Dre Greenlaw, you, you work your whole life to get to the Super Bowl, and to have that happen in such a freak, weird way, it's uh, crazy. My, one of my friends in high school was celebrating a touchdown, and he was doing like his – he was like swinging his arms, t- tore his rotator cuff, same thing. He was like, don't over-celebrate, don't over-run onto the field. Like, yeah. let's give yourself a little bit of a – I don't know. I mean – I. It's just as a freak injury, and, and in the Super Bowl of all places, one of the best linebackers in the league. It's it's tough. Uh, hey, by the way, the Jets right after the game is over, uh, the Jets tweet out their new uniforms for 2024. They're like, hey, by the way, they didn't actually tweet out the jerseys. They just announced that they were going oh, to show have them new uniforms in yeah, yeah, yeah. April. Oh, like, that's you right. didn't they're even show April. us the jerseys. No, no, no. You just told us you were going to get new jerseys, and you're going to show them in April. Come why on, they, Jets. Why would they do that right when the Super Bowl? All right. Uh, there you Desperate go. Desperate for attention, always. Worst franchise in football. <laughs> I, I I think it's crazy. And By Aaron Rodgers is going to lead him to glory next year on his <sighs> bum Achilles. All right. Good luck. Let's take the break. We'll come back. We've got our best and worst uh, things we want to get to. Not just the best and worst from the Super Bowl, but maybe some other things. So stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. <laughs> Wrapping up the hour with our picks for the best and worst moments on today's show. As JJ and Alex want to hear your best and worst of the day. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. JJ and Alex. Best and worst. 
So we got to get to the. Uh, we got to get this thing uh, rolling here. So I'm just going to give you my quick worst was all the Lions fans that were at the game oh. because they had booked up the travel. Oh no, that is the worst. <laughs> That first half, they booked travel, and they did. They were asking people. They're like, why are you at the game? Uh, I bought tickets at halftime. Do you know how much tickets cost the Super Bowl? It was it was over $7,500 on an average. So they, they paid that money to go watch two other teams play, yeah. and their team wasn't involved. The financial sacrifice that many of them had to have made, I doubt many of them are independently <laughs> wealthy. No, for sure. Wow. Nope. Uh, so there you go. All right. Obviously, we got the Jazz coming up tonight against the Warriors. Final thoughts on uh, this Jazz team. Obvi- Look, it was a tough. It was a tough one. That Phoenix game we talked about last week. They had no chance. They had no chance. Maybe over the weekend they had a couple of extra days yeah. to kind of figure some things out. Are we going to see? Obviously, we're going to see a different lineup, but. Are we going to see Will Hardy do some wild stuff to just try out? I mean, my goodness. I think you're going to see the rotation that's going to be a little bit different with Taylor Hendricks, and we'll see. I don't think Bryce Sensabaugh's back yet, so don't expect to see him. But it's time for Taylor Hendricks to step up. It's time for this team to come together, knowing that this is who they are. They got some practices in this weekend. The Warriors are in a weird spot. Steve Kerr's not going to be there tonight mm-hmm. because he was at the funeral of the assistant coach that passed away. So, good chance for the Jazz to get a win. This is a big week for the Jazz before the All-Star break. Two games against the Warriors, one against the Lakers. Teams they're trying to fend off or pass up for the playing spot. Uh, so, you're going to have the pregame show on the Jazz Radio Network that takes over in just a few minutes here. Uh, so, that's... Yeah, Jake Scott and the coach, they're going to take over and get this thing done, and we will uh, bid adieu till tomorrow in another edition of J.J. and Alex. So for J.J., our producer Jeremy, we'll uh, see you tomorrow, everybody, and take a listen. Download the podcast wherever podcasts are found. If you missed any portion of the show, any portion of any show all day long, go to kslsports.com, click on the podcast tab, or any place that you find your fine podcasts. All right. We'll be back again tomorrow, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.